Welcome to the Cognac Expert podcast with Max and Taylor. First time in this new format, moving slightly away from the interview style, just going to be talking. So Max, let's jump right in with some Cognac news. Great. Hey, Taylor. Hello from me. We'll be starting with some news. Of course, we have to start with Hennessy. Probably you know this already, Taylor. So Hennessy and the NBA just extended their sponsoring deal until 2030. Are you aware of that? I knew they had a deal. I didn't know that it just got extended. But the more interesting thing is actually the product they created for this whole NBA thing. I'm sure you already saw it. It's this crazy ballon de basket. I'm going to show this to you right now. It's a totally crazy decanter. I've never seen anything like that. It's a it's a baccarat basketball, basically. And in there, um, you've got um, Paradis Cognac. Look at that. You see it? Yeah. What, what is this closure? Is that a key? It looks like a key. Um, and then it's in this crazy box, which also looks like a basketball court or like it has like a basketball skin. Yeah, it's, it's great that the, the outside is like the, the leather of a basketball. And then when it yeah. unfolds, it almost looks like it's the hardwood of a basketball court. So this is it's, all in on yeah. basketball. Wow. So they did this for the 75th anniversary of the NBA. There are only 75 decanters in this limited edition. Now you guess the price. If I had to guess, let's say 27000 yeah, 150,000 euros. What? <laughs> One. One. That's Hennessy and the NBA. Wow. Yeah, so what I've got for you is Guinness mm. World Records. Got a world record for you. And it is okay. the world's most valuable cognac collection. So it's a, it's a Vietnamese businessman. 574 bottles in this collection. And I'll let mm. you guess the value. Guinness World Record for the most valuable cognac collection. Good. And as a side note, I can say that this gentleman also possesses the world's most valuable whiskey collection as well. Yeah, so yeah. He I knows know. a thing or two. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. But I'm not aware of the value of the... And you just said 600 bottles? Sorry. F 574. 22.6 million euros. What? Yeah. He has the Louis XIII Le Salamanazar. This Salamanazar is a nine liter decanter. That alone is 1.5 million euros. He's got the Louis XIII L'Odyssée d'un Roi collection. He's the only one to believed to actually have all three, so the entire collection. That is 9.1 million euros. He's got the Gautier 1762, the oldest cognac ever sold at auction oh i'm aware of yeah, that too. that's yeah, sure. mind-boggling okay. uh wow. and then he's got a 1734 kev gilo it's the oldest vintage dated cognac ever sold got some serious serious stuff so the bnic put out some new numbers we've had a crazy record year last year 223 million bottles sold or shipped last year wow and there was a 16% plus, but that was last year. And right now, we're looking at August 21 to July 22. And we have minus 3% in quantity, but plus 18% in value. And that is mainly due to currency exchange. Mm -hmm. Dollar, euros. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not yeah, surprised about the volume dip uh, because of the supply chain and logistics issues. I don't know if it's that, but there's like last year it had there was a crazy rebound in terms of quantity 
So there's a slight dip in quantity in the past 12 months. You know, but they calculate in two different ways. I mean, either they look at the entire year or they look from basically 1st August to July 31st. Usher's getting in the game, or I guess he's been in the game. Remy Martin and Usher are working on an NFT. Wasn't that Courvoisier? Isn't Courvoisier doing that? Uh, Courvoisier might be doing an NFT, but this is uh, Remy Martin is with, with Usher for this NFT. Okay. It's called A Taste of Passion. It just uses the Remy Martin 1738 Accord Royal, one of their standard bottlings. Standard bottle. But this one involves AI, and it was powered by AI. I, I don't really understand all of this, but Usher's own musical vocab was mm-hmm. used to describe his experience tasting, smelling Remy Martin 1738 Accord Royal. It was put into some AI technology and out came the artwork that features on the Oh, book. so it's Dali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like kind of like a Dali open AI technology. Yeah. That's my understanding. Yeah. Super limited. Uh, only 50 bottles. 25 of them will be purchasable on blockbar.com. The other 25 are for Usher and his friends. Oh, that's interesting. So it's, it's going via Blockbar. Yeah. Oh. yeah the, t- the only 25 that are able to be purchased are on Blockbar. Wait, but do they put the kind of like AI-created image then on the, la- on the bottle as a label? Yeah, it's on the label. It's on the label. Yeah. Okay, so it's just like a single print. Yep. And that's it. Yep. And basically they input the same prompt every time, and it's just a different image every time. I, I see. Um, or they don't tell. Yeah, I'm not sure. What about the price? Five hundred dollars for the for the NFT. Yep. Wait, I don't understand. If you buy the NFT, you also have the right to own the underlying asset of the bottle. Yes, that's correct. At any time, at any time, you could uh, you could redeem five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's. I mean, for the NFT world, I'm under the impression that's nothing. For five hundred dollars, are they kidding? Because I mean, sure, it's it's a standard it's a standard bottle, but why that cheap and is that already sold? I mean, is that launched already? I can't say where they are with this now. Let's check. And let's see what happened to the project. Because I was not aware. Let's look at the Remy Martin. Okay, what am I seeing here? 25 editions. The price is 0.9 Ethereum. So you can buy it for $1,400. Now, now though. Yeah. And then there's one for three Ethereum. So that should be $4,500. Okay, Remy Martin also kept one bottle, I see. <laughs> themselves of course our friends at Edifusini have a new organic cognac i guess you've seen this I guess you've seen this yeah mask. i've seen that uh it's it's called their 2050 cognac it's an organic cognac and it is in a flax bottle uh, mm-hmm. i'm sure you've seen the images on social media that so the bottle is made of flax fibers uh plant-based resins rpet as a liner and the label is paper-free and it's made by a milk byproduct. So they're going hardcore on uh, sort of locally sustainable. Sourced. Yeah, totally. Uh, and this, is, this was done by a French startup called Green Gen Technologies is the French startup that, that put together that bottle. And this is, this is quite astounding. I think this is pretty cool. The bottle weighs 85 grams. A standard bottle is 700 grams at a minimum, at a minimum. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Okay, crazy. Wasn't, wasn't that available? Uh, didn't they show that at Provine in, in Düsseldorf? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty, pretty cool. I mean, I think in, in wine, we've seen this where they're like moving mm-hmm. to different types of bottles or even like thinner bottles. 
So it's nice to see Cognac maybe take a step away from the big, heavy decanters and do something like this. It's cool. As we know, the obvious advantage is that the weight of the bottle goes down. Immensely. Is it as cheap as glass? I don't, I don't know how much the, the, the bottle costs. Uh, what I do know from this article is that uh, Edith Fusini does not have an exclusivity on this bottle. So mm. Green Gen Technologies, they want this kind of technology to be available for different drinks categories, uh, even non-alcoholic drinks, I would imagine. But I don't know. I don't know about cost. Right. Can you recycle that? What happens to the bottle once like, empty? I know the label is completely biodegradable. I mean, it's made from a milk byproduct. Uh, don't have the information on the bottle. Don't know. Is there some kind of like date until when you need to drink everything, like empty the bottle? That's uh, a good question. I mean, it's, a, it's got an RPET liner. Generally speaking, we don't like to let stuff sticking in little PET bottles for too long, but mm. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm thinking, though, this is, a, this is a cognac that should be purchased, drunk, enjoyed. A little, little bit of uh, innovation in the cognac region. What kind of cognac is, is inside? I, it's, uh, with, the, with the naming like that, I'm not really sure. I, I believe it's a VSOP. And it's, uh, you don't know if it's organic or not? No, it is organic. It is organic. Oh, it is organic. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, so it should be around $45. Imagine, $45. imagine you make this super hardcore organic bottle and then you put a non-organic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but okay, so it should be around, what, $40, $45 or so, I mean, normally. Normally, maybe a little bit more, just because of it's so unique and the, the technology. Products. <sighs> products. I love talking about products. What do you got? We are talking about some new products today, and uh, number one is the QV number one, Winston Churchill by Prunier. I've tasted it. Ah, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, right. okay. Who am, okay, you've tasted it. Great. But you can talk about the taste in a second. So it's a, it's a new limited edition by Prunier. 924 bottles produced. It will be launched very soon. We're going to have it available at Conic Expert. The whole story is based on this dinner, which was in July 1945 in Potsdam, Germany. And there were... People like President Truman, Stalin was also there at the dinner, and they had a Prunier cognac that night. And this is basically what uh, Stefan Bernays and his family are basing this on. That's the story they're using to recreate this cuvee, Winston Churchill. It is a minimum of 40 years of age, a cognac of two unique borderies. What about the taste? It's cool to see that Prunier was enjoyed at this dinner. What I remember about it is it's very fresh considering the age. What I find about it is it's got like this really nice natural sweetness to it. Obviously, they're not like adding sugar. That's not something Prunier is going to be doing here. But the cognac itself just felt really loaded with these nice, sweet flavors. Beautiful, beautiful cognac. I had just a, a couple sips. Really cool. I think they're going to do great with it. Davidoff has a new XXO. Um, oh, yeah. I don't have many details about the actual cognac, but what I can say is an observation that we're seeing this XXO space pick up. Last year, people were slow to get on board of this XXO thing, and now they're mm -hmm. starting. They're coming. They're coming. Uh, mm -hmm. Whether we like it or not, whether that, that extra X we think makes a difference. Can you explain real quick for our listeners what XXO means in terms of age? Yes. Uh, it just means that the minimum age of the cognac in the blend has to be 14 years. 
most XXOs out there are quite pricey because they do, in fact, contain some really old stuff. But technically, if you wanted to make an XXO following the rules, you can bottle a 14-year-old cognac and it would be an XXO. So I think it somehow cannibalizes the extra category. Definitely. Uh, and I mean, Hennessy was number one with, it, with their XXO, of course. Then I think we saw Prunier. They were the second company. Then we saw Monet or Martel XXO. They ended their Chateau Chanteloup Extra and transformed that into an XXO. There are quite some other Connect houses that are working on XXOs or that just released XXOs. Camus. Our friends at Camus have two new cognacs. They've got this cognac called the Légion d'Honneur. You saw that? Yeah, it's the Legion of Honor. For people who don't know, that's France's highest order of merit, both military or civil. And so Camus is you know, paying respect to the Legion of Honor with this bottling. It's quite spectacularly packaged, I would say. It's got this got a black sort of box, but then it's got this really nice, really deep red kind of leather wrap around the box. It's quite stunning. And the bottle itself, it's not a Cognacez. It's a, it's not a decanter either. It's more of a, it's like a, I think they call it the Millennium. It's a Montre. I'm yeah, just it's, seeing it's, it right it's now. It's a watch style. It's I think a... technically it's called a Millennium bottle or a special mm-hmm. version of it with a pretty sober label. And then the, the red sort of thread, fine thread wrapping around the, mm. around the neck. So Really, mm-hmm. really nice. Just under 400 euros. Yep. And then uh, Camus also has the special dry borderie cognac in that cool, really sleekly designed hip flask style. And yeah. No, you saw that. I've actually never held that, but I would love to hold one to see, like, is that hip flask, is it like textured or is that just a I print? I have it right here. Wait, let me just, Oof. let me get it. So I have it right here. Well, it's a metal structure. If you open it up, it is a PET Flask, so a little bit less impressive, but it's also good because it's not too heavy. You know, this is obviously for mixology. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's there. It's a young cognac. I don't know. It doesn't say if it's VS or VSOP, but I guess it's young. It's an 88 euro cognac, 500 milliliters. It looks cool. But yeah, cool. another another gem from the borderie from Camus. Mm-hmm. So they're they're doing good stuff. Next new product is the Hartmann Cognac Shipwreck Project. I'm aware and I heard about it, but honestly, I didn't read all the info. So what you got? Over 100 years ago, there was a ship delivering cognac intended to the Tsar Nicholas II of Russia. And as they say, the Russian aristocracy, it never reached its goal because the ship was sunk by a German U-boat in 1917. And what Kim Birkdal Hartmann now did is they managed to recover the by now empty bottles and they refilled these bottles with cognac from approximately the same period, okay. beginning of 1900. Okay, uh, but, okay. but the bottles are, were the original bottles, but empty. Yeah, they lost the cognac, of course. Or, yeah, yeah, sank. exactly. Okay. So there are 300 original bottles only were saved from the shipwreck and they have been rebottled. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. I mean, it's kind of spectacular. Every bottle is unique. They look beautiful, I have to say. I mean, this, this bottle looks really beautiful. It's a very simplistic design, very classic. And these old green-ish bottles are beautiful, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to Kim Birkedal hartmann here. It's a very expensive product. What do you guess? I feel like I've seen this. Eight, 8,000? Yeah, just under 9,000. Just under 9,000. Yeah. Okay. 9,000 okay. euros. So not cheap. Or dollars. Not cheap. 
no, it's not cheap, but it's a cool project. It, this brings a little bit of adventure to it. Oh, and I just see, oh, it, it is, it's a one liter bottle and it's a Grand Champagne. Nice. We're going to talk about one of our own products, Max, the calendar. That's that time of year. We're putting together the calendar, mm -hmm. getting everything ready there. It's going to be another good one. We're in the full on production stages right now. I mean, some of the basics of the calendar, a lot of people already know. 24 mini bottles, so 30 milliliter or three centiliter mini bottles with a label that has a number. So one to 24. Yep. So the cognacs are hidden. There's really cool artwork on the labels. You've got waxed mini bottle caps, which is, which is really labor intensive, but it just adds a nice touch. The quality of cognacs is XO and above with obviously some really old stuff sprinkled in. We're using the same box as before, but we've changed the color this year. It's this like really deep. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's like this awesome looking blue. Kind of unexpected too, because like blue just, I don't know, just looks really, really awesome. I'm super proud about this calendar. Yeah. Looks amazing. And if you think about it, where we're coming from, how many fuck-ups we did in the past, how we started with all the calendars. So for everyone who's interested, we have a blog post about our journey, about all these different calendars we did in the past, all details on that in the show notes. I think it's called A Tale of Four Calendars. Read about that. That's also pretty cool. Then you will understand where we're coming from and how many fuck-ups we did. Gotta know where we're coming from. We try and make it better each year, try and refine things every year. It's perfect. I have one here, and I mean, I must say, it's, it is just perfect. It's, it's our... Great. I would say it's our best product. Excellent. And then the, the podcasts are coming back, but they're going to have a slightly different format, so I, I won't say more about that, mm -hmm. but I will look forward to speaking to a wide variety of people for those podcasts. And it's really fun and stressful for us to make this product. If you don't know about this, check it out. It's on the website. Link will be in the show notes as well. But like, it's just one of our standout products per year. And this year is no exception. I think it's really a product with a lot of heart. Really also emphasizes our mission and, and culture to identify smaller cognac producers to get the word out. I think it's great. I'm super proud about that. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And we still have some calendars available. Of course, we produced a little bit more than last year, but it's still a very limited edition. Yeah. It's going to be sold out. Love it. I would say. Love it. Normando Mercier has got a new cognac coming out. The 150th anniversary, I guess. I'm not, I don't have all the details. I think it's a five-generational cuvee. It's crazy old. I don't have any like tech specs of the cognac itself. Mm -hmm. I just know that this like crazy, 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 crazy old cognac is coming out. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, they're great. Edouard and Normandin Mercier, very special. I really like them. They make great cognac, super authentic in general. I mean, they make great cognac. I think that's the thing. At, at ProWine, I remember tasting their 2012. Every, every year they release a, a 10-year. Mm -hmm. And it was just great. It was just fantastic. So, yeah, good stuff. We've also had them in our calendar last year. I think last year. And they got very good reviews for their Grand Champagne and Petit Champagne. Not surprised. And also, Edouard is just an easy, cool guy. Really fun to just taste with him, work with him, talk to him. Next new product is the Wagemut meets Cognac Expert Rum. I know this one. Yeah. And you know what? I actually visited Nicholas Ooh. this Saturday. And I have it right here. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I tasted Sneaky. it. It was so cool. Sneaky. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, I wanted to hide this from you. Oh, now I know. This is a surprise. Secrets. Okay. Okay. T t t tell me more. Because I know what this, obviously I know what this is, but I've never tasted it. So this is a 12 years Barbados rum. Let me guess. I don't even need to guess. It comes from Forsworth. <laughs> yeah. 
And it was finished three months in cognac barrels first. And then it was finished after that three months in Pinot de Charente casks. Dude. And this was kind of an experiment. It, it was kind of a risk to do this in a way. I mean, Nicholas is great. So I really trust the guy. I really like him. And two days ago, I went to visit him. I drank directly from the cask. I got this sample and I'm going to send you, I'm, I'm going to send you some. Actually, Sick. I was really surprised. I put, put myself a little glass here. And I mean, the nose is crazy. I mean, obviously it's a rum, but it's fruity. If I had to guess, because uh -huh. I, I, you know, obviously we're working on this project, yeah, and I've thought about like, oh, what are, what's the impact of these finishes going to be? Mm. I'm guessing the cognac finish, the impact of that is negligible, but I feel like the pinot, yeah, is where you'll probably feel this immediately. I think the nose is very pinot de Charente, and the the body, the palate, is pretty much cognac. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm amazed. I mean, it's still aging right now. It's still in the Pinot de Charente casks, but I love it. I mean, it's really, it's really good. Nice. It's really good. And I'm happy because we were unsure about where this would lead us, right? <laughs> this product. And it's collaboration between Connect Expert and Wagemut. And we are going to release it by the end of the year. Once it's ready, I like it. It's not overly sweet, but it's definitely also not super rough. It's at 43%. It's a rum, but kind of cognac-ish. Yeah, yeah. You get fruit. I mean, the, the nose, dude, I, I wish you could, you, could, you could smell that, but the nose is, you know, it's, it's, it's rummy, but then you get this fruit and you think you're walking in a cognac cellar. Mm. Man, and the mouth, I mean, it, it is kind of sweet, obviously because it's a rum, but you do get this like grape fruit character that's gotta be which you do not get with his other rum finishes yeah you know, it's not really comparable to other stuff yeah. he does but i love it ah, it's so good super cool super cool i'm glad to hear that i, I like foursquare i'm very happy man foursquare makes great rum like the rum scene just like goes yeah. nuts about foursquare as far as i know you're not allowed to add sugar to barbados rum yeah and it's a really typically foursquare is like really it's really like elegant and like a really dry kind of crisp Rum. The original sample before the rum was aged was so dry. Yeah. Obviously, it was also high proof. Yeah. But it was it was really pretty dry and kind of like narrow from a cognac taste perspective. And now Nicholas made it so complex with the cognac barrels, with the Pinot de Charente barrels, which we provided and shipped to his cellar. Yes. Love it. Love the whole product. Great. It's definitely something for people who like cognac, but it's also something for rum lovers. So it's a crazy crossover. I'm really curious what people think. Great. I'm pumped. Good job, Nico. Awesome. We've got the Bach Gabrielsen Vintage Series. Mm -hmm. A handful of different cognacs with official age statements. The vintages will be on the labels as well, but they're clearly making an emphasis for age statement, which I actually think is really cool. Yeah. You know, one of the issues when you put a vintage is if it's not perfectly clear when it was bottled or put in glass, you don't really know the age of the, of the spirit. So they've got a 19-year-old, a 22-year-old, a 24-year-old, and a 37-year-old mm -hmm. in this series. When we saw Herve last time, we tasted those, and I like it. It's their typical Ordage bottle. It looks great. I think it looks fresh. Um, and it's a smart move as always. I mean, Bach Gabrielsen, they keep on innovating. They pump out new stuff all the time. Yeah. They're one of, they're one of the best, really, in terms of innovation, design, thinking of new stuff, and so on. 
I would say they are like top five innovators in the Charente in general or in the cognac yeah. business. The stuff is well thought out. It's cool. Yeah. With this series too, the labels are really just like clean, clearly going in this age direction, which I think a lot of people like. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So and about the crew, I mean, we'll, we'll put the, the product links in the show notes, but uh, it's, it's a mix of different crew. Um, so each bottle will, will be from a different crew. Domaine du Chêne, UXO. It's called Dusu XO Héritage Cognac. It's a Bonbois, of course, because they are located in the Bonbois area. It's at 43%, and it's a high-value bottle, you know, Héritage. It's just under 300 euros. Mm. Oh, okay. It also received an award, the World Cognac Awards, where I never really know bah. what this competition is. But anyways, good for them. I like their stuff. I visited with them at last year's France Contestants Fair, and their stuff is great. Mm-hmm. Their stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. They're young. They're forward-thinking. The next one is from our friend Alternative Belgium. Mm-hmm. I like them. It's the number 16. It's the Le Roi de l'Automne. Finally, it's from our friends at Le Richesse. So well played, Peter. I was also in touch with their partner, which is the Whiskey Jury. So it's a co-bottling between Alternative and the Whiskey Jury. Right. Lot 75, Lorichesse, Grand Champagne. We know Lorichesse is great. Awesome. We've pushed them quite a bit last year. Fantastic stuff. We have not tasted it, but I'm pretty sure Lorichesse and Alternative are not fucking around. No, that, that bottling is good news for the cognac world. Alternative does great stuff. Their bottles look great. They're choosing cool stuff. Their selections are super, super diverse. Laurie Chess is great. Their they're 104 and 301 are awesome. Which are, by the way, also available by a cognac expert. I think we were, we were the first to basically sell these products online. Okay, got two more for you. We'll run through these quickly. AB Cassis has a new Grand Champagne range. An XXO, an XO, and a VSOP. See again, another XXO. Oh, they also released an XXO. Yeah, they're coming. The XXO. How much? <laughs> Let me guess. It's Abbe Cassis, right? It is Abbe Cassis. I don't think they'll do they'll they'll do a five hundred euros XXO because also the Abbe Cassis stuff is slightly, I think, lower in price and the Leira is a little bit higher. So let me guess. I would say three hundred. Not bad. Three sixty. Nice looking bottles. Just new stuff from Abbe Cassis. Our neighbors, by the way, Abbe Cassis are our neighbors, just very close to Blanzac. Go visit them when you're around in Sud Charente. Also visit us in Polignac, of course. And then another XXO, but not necessarily a new one. This is Ragno Sabourin on their XXO. It's been a couple months now since it's out. Nice. It's a wonderful cognac, like anything they make. I, I personally, because I'm getting into my opinion here, but I think when we talk about the summit of cognac production, I think Ragno Sabourin is up at or near the summit position. They make great stuff. Yeah, they're good. Uh, the XXO is no exception. Just love to see it. It's good stuff. So all the products that we just talked about are available on CognacExpert.com and the links will be in the show notes. And also, little advertising part, on CognacExpert.com, you get 15% off with the voucher Podcast 15. All details on that in the show notes. Awesome. Now we're getting to the tasting part. So we're tasting four cognacs today. We're starting with Ragno Sabourin XXO. Nice pop. Have you tasted this one yet, Max, or is this the first time? I must be honest with you, I have not tasted this yet. Ooh, look at the nose. This one, I'll be perfectly honest with, I have a little bit of experience with. This is not the first time I've tasted it. It benefits immensely from air. I mean, of course, every cognac does, 
Uh, but this one, when I first pour it, it has this like kind of sharp spirity note. But then 30 minutes later, it like transforms into this whole really? different thing for, for me. But when okay. I first opened the bottle, when I first opened the bottle. I, I think it's pretty smooth, to be honest. Oh, oh yeah. No, that, that is just on the nose. Uh, but in the mouth, like, oh yeah, I actually can't think wow. of a softer cognac. The Ragno Saboran XXO has a nose which is really dry and very Grand Champagne and, you know, like soil and dusty. It's a dusty nose. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's not dark. It's not dark at all. I think like on a cognac aroma wheel, it's situated on the higher portion of it. Mm -hmm. But I do think that with a little bit of time in the glass, it does sort of transform and you get this like, at least for me, this like sweet citrusy kind of nose. But it's not like a fruit bomb. No. So I'm definitely with you there. I think that the nose is very different from the palate, but I like it. I stick to it. I think that there's nothing like sweet, nutty. To me, it's, an, it's a very particular nose. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I find it like lemon cakey. I don't know why. It's, I have a lot of lemon cake living in France. and I, I... It's very round. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's rich for sure, yeah. Yeah, it's super, super, super soft. So soft. Yeah. Beautiful. Well done. Our friends at Raison Personnelle, <sighs> they have a new cognac. Yeah. This is their Raison Personnelle 4.0. Have you tasted this? I had a small sip, but I wasn't really thinking about it. I have not. First impression here too. I have the bottle in my hand. I love it. It's so different what they do. We love the people behind it. Yeah, super cool people. That's, that's one thing. They don't make much stuff. They may at the very most do one bottling per year. Or they do a bottling and they only proceed with the next once everything else is gone. This, for me, at least on the nose... Wait, 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 wait. Let me uh, first, please, no. uh, also, don't, don't spoiler. So, the nose. You see, I have, I mean, compared to the XXO, I mean, it's both Grand Champagne. But obviously, this nose is much more lively, younger. What's the age? It's a blend of several different vintages. One from 2002, one from 2004, one from 2005, and another from 2006. So it's a multi millisim. Um, yeah, it's it's an X, it's an XO basically, but um, quadruple multi millisim XO. <laughs> yeah, uh, on the nose though, this feels like more familiar Grand Champagne territory for me compared to the XXO. Absolutely, yeah. I would guess. I don't know. I should ask them that this had a little bit of time in some like fresher oak, because it just smells more oaky than the XXO. I really like the nose here. It's fresh. It's also kind of dry, but I do get much more fruit and flower. And like the classic fruits, like orangey fruits, like classic Grand Champagne fruit. The little trace of vanilla, like really textbooky Grand Champagne here, I think. Let's go. Let's taste. Wow, this is, this is, this is actually pretty good. This is pretty good. It's insanely drinkable. Oh my goodness. Wait, it's at 40.3% or something like that. So it's basically yeah, 40%. Yeah. There is a nice punch to it. So it's not as smooth as the XXO, obviously, because it's, it's younger. I would say it's a, it's a totally different product. I like it. The drinkability is off the charts. I, I would say XXO from Hanyo Severon, which I love, is definitely something for like connoisseurs, somebody who's really into their cognac, to sort of sit and think about for an hour or two. Whereas this Raison Personnelle, this is like a session cognac. You can just hang out with some friends, put it on the table. It is insanely drinkable. Uh, it's so easy to drink and it's delicious. You know what? Bravo. Bravo. I, I'm surprised. I was kind of expecting something a little bit more young, a little bit more rough. 
but I like mm-hmm. the punch. I think the punch is amazing. Yeah, and there's like a tiny, tiny, tiny sweetness. And I think the punch that you mentioned and that little tiny sweetness kind of go together. It's really nice, really nice. Winner. We are sipping and enjoying these cognacs as we taste them. We're not just merely drinking them. So please drink responsibly. We're not here to just drink. Drink responsibly. Hulo. Our friends. Oh. This is one of the heavier corks you'll ever pull from a bottle. Very heavy. You can you can always get me with a heavy stopper. The, the Fusini flax bottle is a little too light for you. It's a Borderie Heritage bottle at 40%. What is happening? <laughs> different planet. What? The nose is so different from what we just experienced earlier. What? I have the feeling I'm walking into... Yeah, it's candy. This is like so sticky. Yeah. It. <laughs> what? I'm walking into a candy store. It feels older too. It feels quite old. It feels mature. It comes from the growth area of Borderie. I get fruit, but it's like darkest, stickiest fruit. Like big. Oh my goodness. It's like got this most concentrated, intense, dry sweetness to it. That this is like fig, date, and like kind of maple syrup. You know, like the stickiness of maple syrup? Yeah. It's, this is like so different from the other two. Like we're on a different planet. This is different universe. I don't know what to expect. Okay. That's, that's, that's palate. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's not as sweet as I expected it to be. But it is still sweet. But not, I think the nose promises, you know, a, a wave of candy. <laughs> and you just get a ripple. You just get a ripple. That's probably borderia. It's so important that it's not like smooth and flat, but there is also a good punch to it, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the spice, it's spicy. Yeah, it's spice. And that lifts it because if you take away the spice, yeah. it's over. It's flat, it's flabby, it's chunky, it's sticky. Absolutely. The spices save everything here and make it really nice. Um, totally agreed. Really nice, but like you need to know what you're getting into, I would say. So if you like the style, this is a total winner. I think there's a certain herbal aspect to the, to the body, too. It's interesting. The finish is really particular. It's nothing we get in Grand Champagne. It's nothing we get in Fambois or Bonbois cognac. Mm-mm. It is true to Borderie. Again, what I think about, this is really personal. I mean, tasting is like super personal, but like imagine you just had a spoonful of maple syrup or like the darkest honey. Mm-hmm. You know how you get, your mouth is just left with that like funk? Yeah. And it's just like, it's not unpleasant, but it's, it definitely dominates the palate. So this would have to be like an after dinner thing. If you want like a decadent, super rich night closer. Boom. This is it. Agreed. This is it. Yeah, why not? Why not? But it's, it's good. The spices save it. The spices save it. Totally agreed. And great contrast to what we've had before. Ah, and now we're getting to... Ah. L'Essentiel A45 from our friends Marancheville, who've been killing it recently with their XO. This got the first spot in our family tasting. Did. They released this 1445, which is amazing. It's the best rated cognac on Cognac Expert. Yep. Crazy. And this is, full disclosure, from our very own line L'Essentiel. I had tasted an earlier version of L'Essentiel A45 Marancheville, but I have not yet tasted. Here we go. You know this. A45, I can't say what that stands for, but I can tell you it's not distillation year, so you can, listeners can figure out the rest. Comes from the Grand Champagne, two villages or little towns, if you will, 
Marancheville is a named place. And then Riac-le-Coq, it is quite mature. And the really interesting thing about this particular cognac is that it spent its maturation period in three 60-liter barrels. Come on, we can say uh, that the average age is between 40 and 50 years, this cognac. We could say that. We don't even need to say average. Here's what we can say. Yeah. We can say that the A and A45 yeah. stands for a word that rhymes with page. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Haven't revealed anything. People can get our concept there where we're going, kind of like what we talked about a second ago with back Gabriel Sin, their new range. But anyway, it spent its maturation period in these three 60-liter barrels, but they were used 60-liter barrels. So the impact from the oak would stay measured, let's say. And I think having tasted the XO, obviously, and having tasted the 1445 just fits in like perfectly. It's its own thing. I think it's got this really nice, in French, we'd call it an orange amer. Confiture. It's like a translates to bitter orange jam, maybe a little bit of like something exotic, kind of mango ish. But this is not it's not just a fruit bomb. There's like this fine blanket of like really fragrant, noble oak. It's measured. It's not heavy handed. It's not an oak bomb. It's not rustic. It's just like there working with the fruit. And I think that's what's so cool about this cognac. It's between the XO and the 1445. I would put it a little bit closer to the 1445 on its smells, mm -hmm. but it's still its own thing. And then in the mouth, we'll get to that in a second, but like it's really textbook cognac, perfect mature Grand Champagne, and that I like that. What do you think? Ooh. Okay, we're going back to Grand Champagne. Wow. Okay, wow, this, so this is interesting because the nose is, wow, the nose is crazy, man. I mean, I've not tasted the final product. You only had it from a sample bottle, I think. Well, yeah, but that was not the final product. So I'm now testing it for the first time. The nose is pretty amazing. It does lean more toward the 1445, doesn't it? I see it's more in that direction. Oh, yeah. Than the XO. It announces itself as a very rich corn champagne. It is. You get the dry notes. You get the fruit notes. You get the sweet notes, but all very well balanced. Well, in the previous cognacs we just tasted, there was always like one direction dominating the nose. And here I think we have a... We have a great balance. Love the nose. I'll let you take it from here on the palate. Well, I have a certain expectation. I have an expectation. I totally want to taste Rancio. I totally want to have like dark fruits now, but also a certain degree of spice that is typical to Grand Champagne. Let's see. Wow. This is pretty great. I love this because you have a very rich mouth, rich palate. Exactly what I expected. It's very coherent. The nose with the palate and the aftertaste, super coherent Grand Champagne cognac. And it's exactly what you just said. You know, it's a, it's a super textbook Grand Champagne, old Grand Champagne, no additives, no added sugar, no stuff. That's it. That's the real, that's the real stuff. Yeah. The real deal. To, I love the spices in the end. I love how it evolves in the mouth. Rancheville, is so good. I would say there are no surprises. It's like textbook Grand Champagne. Yeah. There's one thing, is it's the freshness for its age is outrageous. It's like to use a metaphor, and this is probably stupid, but imagine you have a 45 year old guy, wink, wink, 45, 45 year old man who like dresses yeah. like much younger than his age. And there's a, it's like, so you've got the maturity and the sophistication with this cognac, but then there's also this like foot, this like nod back to youth. And I think that's the thing that got me. It's not just the mature Grand Champagne with Rancio and this and that. Yeah. It's mature, but it also has like a nod back to its youth. 
And I think that's cool. And that's what makes it different from the EXO and the 1445, which is on purpose. We don't want to tread on, the, on their territory there. Those are two wonderful cognacs with their own identities. This is something different. And all of those like youthful flavors still intact, but just showing up in a more sophisticated, mature package. Love it, man. Bottle at almost 43%. Excellent. That's so good. You know, they don't bottle much, but what they bottle, they get right. Anything that we've talked about so far in this episode, whether it's new products or products we've tasted, can be purchased on CognacExpert.com. The links will be available in the show notes. Community. I want to talk about reviews. Uh-huh. Product reviews on Cognac Expert from top reviewers. Our good friend Morton writes, lover of Cognac, tastes a lot of different Cognacs, has interesting perspective about Cognac. I think we should look at some of his reviews. So what has he recently reviewed? Dude, let's look at, wow, he gave 90 points to Aldor Vieille Reserve. Let's, let's take a look at that. That's like a very high rating. He usually gives 81. Yeah, he is a, he is a tougher rater. For sure. It, it, like a low 80s is a really nice cognac. If you're interested in Morton's reviews, we also put the link directly to all his reviews in the show notes. This is a review from Morton of the A.I. d'Or Vieille Reserve number 10 cognac. He rates it an exceptional 90 out of 100. So he titles it a true legend. He says this is a beautiful cognac. It's a bit reserved on the nose before it opens up. The taste experience is quite good, particularly taking into account this cognac has only been in cask from 1922 to 1964. To be a cognac with 40 years in cask is quite impressive. It's great that they disclose that at Eidor. Yes, not a lot do. A lot of people will think a 1922 is much older than 40 years. Morton goes on to say, you will find a lot of spices that follow you into the finish. I wish I could have found some more complexity, but this is very good cognac if you forget about the price. To pay more than 1,000 euros for a bottle of this doesn't appear to be a good deal. Interesting, because the 90 score is clearly standout for Morton, but the words are a little bit reserved. If you look at the tasting overview at the bottom with the sliders, you see that the part he's really amazed about is the finish. I see that. He says it's memorable... 19 out of 20. Yeah, must be the, the spices coming in there. Yeah, and then I also noticed that value for money is not good. And I think just for that, maybe for the age, he was, he was knowledgeable of the age of the cognac. Morton probably is thinking about all of the different cognacs he's tasted. Certainly he's tasted many that are 40 years old and he knows how much they're worth. So over a thousand euros for a 40-year-old cognac is probably the reason why value for money is, is quite low for him here. But nevertheless, I'm just checking if he, if he ever rated anything else over 90. Ah, <laughs> yeah, he did. Actually, he rated Tesseron Trésor <laughs> at 92. We'll look at that another time. Yeah. He sometimes rates Cognac over 90 points. But as this was one of his recent reviews, I thought it was interesting to look at. Yeah. What's interesting about the reading our reviews is that everybody has a different way. You know, a low 80 score will be really positive for one reviewer and really negative right. for another. So it's, that's the beauty of it. We, we don't control this. That's why we ask for the text and the sliders to get an idea. Number two all-time reviewers on Cognac Expert is James, also Jim. His average score given is also 81. He has written 49. And by the way, Morton wrote 51. 
what shall we what's interesting like what like some in august he did three reviews yeah let's take a look at the, the prince hubert de polignac yeah so so jim rates this a 64 out of 100 wow so not an exceptional score but again it's worth mentioning that you know everybody's numbering system is, is different. Let's see what he writes about this, because this is just an average cognac as he rates it. So he says, reddish copper with anti-gold highlights, boise question mark. So he's questioning this boise. The first nose is subtle, both fruit and flowers, adding a hint of pastry and tobacco with the fruit gaining strength, sweet and tart at the same time with an average finish. Looking at the sliders here, nothing particularly stands out. Value for money average. Finish acceptable. The nose. I think the nose and the finish are where, are where Jim just wasn't on board. Acceptable on both. Not for him. That's the beauty of this. It's everybody's own thing. And the nose and the finish are two really big aspects to tasting a cognac. We can say that Jim was disappointed. Happens. We got some questions from the community. And here's one email that reached us. I'm visiting Cognac in September for a week. We'll arrive in the city in late September. I wonder what tours could be arranged and recommended. Additionally, I'm open to ideas of how to make the most of my time in the city. So what are, what are, what are we saying? End of September? Well, first of all, obviously, everybody's in the middle of the harvest. Everybody's stressed out. So mm, not so sure if visiting wine growers is the very best moment that week. That's the trick. On the other hand, it's super interesting to drive around and to just check out the harvest, the vendange, and so on, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a couple of things came to mind when, when I heard that question. I think somebody coming to the region should visit a large house and small yeah. houses. But you already mentioned, you know, it's, it's probably going to be full on harvest. So the small houses will be difficult, not impossible, but the big houses will be open for business though. So I definitely think you should visit a big house. You know what? I would go to Chateau de Cognac. I would go to Baron Otard and to say it's kind of all the same. The Chateau de Cognac, I think, is pretty amazing because you have this old castle, amazing place to visit. I think that's worth a visit for sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. We don't want to say that the small producers will be off limits. It's just difficult and it's difficult for us to know their schedules and planning. But I think even going to a smaller, like Negociant, could be quite interesting. If you're into that kind of cognac, someone like Prunier could be interesting to visit because they're a Negociant. They have vines, so they will certainly be busy with the harvest, but I think they would be able to, to handle a visit. And then, yeah, I mean, a small producer, it would just depend on access to a car. You need a car to drive around. So drive to Saint, visit Roparin, and go for some smaller producers, of course. Pretty cool. Sweet seller is Pinturo Frère and Segonzac. So that's something. They are about to release a new old Pinot de Charente, which is also pretty interesting. If you go down to the southern Charente, you've got Conte Fille. And what's interesting about them is that they do literally everything A to Z. That would certainly be a cool visit. They are going to be super busy, obviously. <laughs> but if you're around already, then you should also visit André Petit, which is just right around the corner. And of course, you should just simply visit us in Logis de Beaulieu in Poulignac. You know, say hello. Thanks for listening to this new edition of our podcast. If you have any questions or feedback you'd like us to consider, please send an email to podcast at cognac-expert.com or simply just shoot us a message on Instagram. And also, if you like what we're doing, subscribe to the podcast and support us on our path to the first 1,000 subscribers 
We're not far. We appreciate the support. So thanks for me, Taylor. And thanks for me, Max. Au revoir. Bye-bye.